The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Phil Golfie. RobGolfie.com is the website to go to whether you are buying or selling a home. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media. They've taken it over. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you're on any of those platforms, you will see Rob Golfie. Some cool videos. I saw one with Philip uh, that you did with Sam Eliacho, our, uh, our mortgage friend. Uh, quite uh, intriguing and uh, uh, just a great information piece. And that's just some of the things that you guys are doing online and on social media to make people aware of what what, uh, what is happening in our world right now. So kudos to you guys for continuing to do that and doing it in a an entertaining and informative way. So thumbs up all around. Lot, Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Lots to talk about today. We'll get to a list of the best places to invest in Ontario, according to the latest Remax blog. And you might be thinking, wow, investing during the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, you know, these are some of the times this is the opportunity to uh, pounce on some of those investment deals. And Niagara is on the list. So we'll dive into that in a matter of minutes. We'll also talk about the latest dire prediction from one of Canada's six big banks. This one coming from the National Bank of Canada. That's forecasting uh, sharp real estate price decline. In fact, the sharpest ever on record. So we'll dive into that as well. And uh, we'll also get to, if we have some time today, Ontario placing a temporary ban on commercial evictions. A lot of people saying, yes, finally, Premier Doug Ford, you're coming to the rescue with some of the uh, little guys, if I can say it that way, out there. To begin the day, though, Rob, you forwarded me a, a very interesting story about a moving company that uh, has caused a, a lot of problems for a lot of people. And basically, as the story goes, a 30-year-old employee of this moving company uh, called Green Moving has been charged with numerous offenses after clients uh, were overbilled for services. So to make a long story short, there was um, uh, some families who went online, as we normally do, to get quotes from moving companies. And they were basically quoted one price. And for one example, they were quoted $2,700 to move basically cross-country from Alberta to the Maritime. So they were quoted $2,700, but they were billed $14,000. And the family said, well, wait a minute here. We're not going to pay that inflated price. Um, but here's uh, here's the twist. The moving company threatened to destroy their property if they did not pay up. And uh, police on May 17th raided a warehouse in Scarborough and allegedly located the belongings of uh, some of the families that have been targeted by this company. This is insane. It, it is, uh, uh, Rick, and, and, and they do hold you hostage. Once, once they've got all your stuff in their truck, I mean, really, like, they can go 
instead of going to your next house that you're supposed to move into, they can end up just going down the highway and, and then you don't see your stuff anymore. Um, it, like you got to go with reputable companies. Um, you, you got to look at the reviews online. Um, and, and moving companies, you know what? And I'll tell you that when I was, when I did my last two moves, um, the moving companies come first thing in the morning. If you don't get the keys to your next place right away, let's say it's four o'clock or five o'clock, you may end up emptying your house out by noon and you may have to wait four hours. They charge you for those four hours. Right. And there's, you know, usually uh, two to four guys that are there waiting to, cause they're going to help you move the stuff back in. But what's, what's happening with these people is they're saying, well, we've got your stuff and uh, we want this much money and you're, and you're, you're, you're held hostage. You, you've it's got extortion. no choice. It, yeah, it's extortion. And, and I'll tell you, Rick, we just had this happen to one of our clients just recently. Wow. So the, um, uh, our client was moving. A moving company shows up and they said, well, we want this much money now. They've, they were quoted before and they said, we want this much money if you want us to move. So they kind of had them like in the corner. And what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you, you know, you can't get another moving company. You got to book it. You got to, you know, schedule it and everything else. And this is on the day of moving. So they, this couple called, uh, uh, Dan, uh, Daniel, my son, uh, that, that sold the house and, uh, and, and they were in tears and Dan says, listen, I'm going to, I've got, I know some people, I'm going to get some guys and see if we can uh, help you out. We had guys there in less than a half an hour. We told the other people, get away, get out, see you later. Uh, and then, uh, we had guys there within a half an hour that were able to help them move at, at a reasonable price. Wow. Uh, at, at, yeah. And so it, it's not good. It's not good. Some these moving companies, you got go with the reputable company. Uh, it's going to make your life a lot easier. And, um, yeah, like it's, it's sad that this happened. It is. Very much so. So this particular story began with these two families who came to police began in April of 2017 and basically three years later, they finally got their stuff after police raided this warehouse. One of the tips, I guess, from police is that receiving a quote online should have been a red flag to the victims. Uh, one officer saying that legitimate companies don't provide you a legitimate estimate over the web. You need to have them inspect the load at the scene because they're going to you know, eyeball it and say, all right, here's here's the estimate. Here's the price. And they'll do it. Uh, even in uh, you know the pandemic days, they'll do it at a safe distance. Obviously, if they're a reputable company, um, of note, the Better Business Bureau rated Green Moving as an F online. So I guess these families did not check that uh, uh, BBB rating online before they booked the company. But it's it's great to see that they have their stuff back. But man, they went through a lot of rigmarole. By the way, the person who has been charged is going to be in court July 11th, charged with fraud, possession of property obtained by crime, and extortion. So uh, the tip of the day is to be careful uh, about what uh, moving company you book with. That's uh, that's a uh, oh, yeah, situation absolutely. you don't want to be in. Yeah, and and I think uh, they, they've, they've been awarded, I think, was it uh, $45,000 or something like that through the courts or something? Was that or was that another case that I was reading? Through the family? Yeah, well, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. So they, yeah, like for two years, uh, you know what, can you imagine how frustrating that, uh, wow. that, that be, you know, you probably have to go buy new things, things just temporarily until, uh, until you, you know that you're going to get your stuff, but these people may end up going to jail. They, uh, they, they, they definitely, uh, yeah, those, those you know, are broke a lot of laws there. Yeah. You know, that's fast. 
that is theft over 5000 so they, they, they may end up going to jail for sure. I'd imagine that three years later, I mean, obviously these families had to buy furniture, as you mentioned. When they got their furniture back, uh, they probably had a big yard sale, either with their new or old furniture, however you look at it. Because yeah, you can't have they, two beds it, and two couches. It was in rough shape, apparently. Yeah, wow. That's too bad. Yeah. Uh, let's switch gears and talk about another uh, dire prediction from one of Canada's uh, six big banks. Uh, the National Bank of Canada is forecasting the sharpest real estate price decline ever. It's joining CMHC and uh, some other credit risk agencies in forecasting lower prices. So economists with the National Bank are expecting real estate prices to make a sharp drop this year. And the bank is calling what would be the largest price drop in Canada's history with Toronto and Vancouver hit the hardest. Basically, they're forecasting that the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously the resulting recession, is going to hit the most expensive cities the hardest. Your thoughts on that? I, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, I, I think it's going to hit cities. I, I do think it's going to hit probably Niagara uh, harder than any other city, just because of the fact uh, uh, they're the number one destination place in Canada. And, uh, and, and they're still not working. And, and when they eventually, you know, open up everything a hundred percent, I don't think that people are going to travel as much as I think people are just going to stay put, uh, for a while and, and, and just see how things, uh, pan out with this, uh, pandemic. But, um, I, 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 you know, I, I see, I see there'll be a little bit of adjustment. So let's say last year, the average sale price was, let's just, hypothetical come up with a number 900,000 in, in the GTA it might be uh and but and this year it's a million so it might get down to maybe i don't know 960,000 it it may go to uh, uh around last year's prices it's not going to be so severe that uh, you know people are going to lose their houses it's just that there's going to be an adjustment there's no doubt um but I, I don't think it's going to be as severe as uh, as they're saying it's going to be. And here's the thing, too, and we've talked about this on many shows in the past, is that over the last number of decades, house prices, even with you know those those ten year kind of recessions that get in the way, house prices have normally doubled every kind of ten years or so. So even with this dip, I guess the forecast is for that trend to continue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had recessions, uh, I guess, in the 1970, 1980, 1990, uh, 2008 and nine. Uh, there was a recession. Uh, people were predicting, anyway, a recession coming without this pandemic uh, because we've had such uh, tremendous growth in the, in the past uh, 10 years, 12 years, since the last recession. So there has to be a little bit of an adjustment, right? So it's just it's not going to be severe as what they're saying, but there, there's always an adjustment and this pandemic kind of will find out once we get out of it, it's going to be, you know, a lot of people are, are not going to get their jobs back because companies are, 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 are going to go through a tough time. And um, you know, like it's, you know, like people aren't going to be buying cars as much. So those employees that work at, at the, at the auto places aren't going to all get their jobs back. Some of them will, and some of them will have to wait until things start picking up. But um, but yeah no Rick it's uh, I don't it's not going to be that severe not not severe uh, what they uh, are saying. 
Just before we go to break, let's uh, break down some stats uh, for our listeners. Uh, the uh, National Bank of Canada is forecasting the largest recession drop for real estate prices in Canada's history. So what does that mean? Well, they're saying that prices are forecast to fall an average of 9.8% from 2020 2021. The contrast, prices dropped just 6.3% during the 2008 recession, which is the 08 financial crisis. Uh, During the 1981 recession, the largest home price correction to date, uh, prices dropped 9.2%. And this is on the low end of Canada's National Housing Agency forecast and below most risk agencies. It also says that Toronto real estate prices are forecast to dip 13% from the end of the year through to next year. And Vancouver real estate prices are forecast to fall 12% over that same time frame. Montreal, which was red hot in 2018-2019, expected to see a 7% decline. And it's saying that the biggest uh, contributing factor to this trend is expected to be unemployment, obviously lower immigration because there's fewer jobs. So it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen here in Hamilton. What does Remax think is a company? Well, it's a very different story from what the National Bank of Canada is saying. We'll get into that when we come back. Also, I'll tell you why Niagara is on the list of best places to invest in this province. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Sanfran. In studio and uh, on the line today is uh, Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Head online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Like them on Facebook. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And if you haven't done so already, download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a question for the Golfie team, it could be uh, pandemic-related, investment-related, uh, commercial or residential, send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That email address again, questions at robgolfie.com. And if you have a topic idea for a future program, send us an email as well. Still to come, why is Niagara on the list of best places to invest in Ontario? Stay tuned for that. But we heard in the first segment the National Bank of Canada predicting a dire Uh, home price drop across the country, basically mirroring what Canada Mortgage and Housing has been predicting. So what's going to happen here in Hamilton? Well, we've talked about it on previous shows, but Remax on the website has uh, this message, I guess, for those who are predicting uh, a dire downward trend. It says Canada's Federal Housing Agency has warned the average house price could fall by up to 18% over the next 12 months, a dismal prediction that's being challenged by REMAX based on market activity from coast to coast. And it goes on to say basic economics has taught us that supply and demand dictates housing prices. And according to what REMAX brokers are reporting at ground level, housing inventory is down in many markets, demand is still high, and multiple offers are a common scenario. And assuming that demand continues its current course, Canadian real estate prices will likely remain relatively stable or experience a single-digit price correction at worst this year. 
You guys have been saying it over the last number of shows. It's different here in Hamilton. The supply and demand factor is contributing to an increase in sale prices. Yes, I, I and I still believe that. There, I don't know. The, the the banks are all worried because you know they have uh, you know they're wondering how many people. Well, not wondering. They know how many people had deferred their mortgages. But a lot of people deferred their mortgages that didn't need to. They just did it because they just felt like they needed a break on paying their mortgage, I guess, for six months. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, but they're wondering, because of the amount of people that have deferred their mortgages, they're thinking, if these people don't have their jobs back in, I guess, October, November, um, they're going to they're gonna either have to sell, or and, and that's when things are going to start turning around. So. Um, I, I don't feel that that's happening. I feel uh, there's going to be price corrections in different parts of the country, depending on what their industry is, what their main uh, um, source of uh, employment is in, in different regions of the country. So in Hamilton, I mean, we got health sciences, right? So, I mean, that, that's our major employer. They're going to be working right through. They're, 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 although all those employees do not feel or know that there's going to be a recession going on. So they're, so there's there's a very heavy population of that, and then we do have uh, blue collar workers, and uh, that may may have a little bit of an effect, but I mean, uh, but it's not the major employer of Hamilton right now. So I, I don't I I think it might be uh, you know two to five percent maybe an adjustment, not even that, and eighteen uh, percent, no way, that's not happening. I I'm, I don't think it, I don't think it's even happened in the last fifty to eighty years, uh, Rick. Yeah, that's a big number. I love the quote from Christopher Alexander. He's the executive vice president and regional director of Remax of Ontario, uh, Atlantic Canada. And he says, quote, CMHC doesn't seem to understand the sheer number of sellers that would have to accept this kind of price reduction in order for average housing prices to plummet to this degree in such a short time span. And goes on to say sellers simply won't accept that kind of discount on their listings. A statement of this nature is panic-inducing and irresponsible. A, a lot of dominoes have to fall. Obviously, people will have to lose their jobs. They will have to sell their homes at a reduced price, but there also has to be someone else on the other end who has the uh, wealth or the capacity to buy that home. Absolutely. And and you know what? They're, like Surprisingly, uh, and I know people that may be you know, struggling and, and out there, but surprisingly, there, there is people that have money out there, a lot of money. And, um, and you know, they're, they're, they're the ones like we're finding high end homes are still selling. And these are people that are buying high end homes, own businesses. And, and some of those people may have businesses that have closed down, but they're not afraid. They know once this thing turns around, they're going to be back up and running. So I, I, I just, I just don't, I don't see the, uh, um, the effect, uh, that what they're looking at. And, um, yeah, there'll be, there'll be, there'll be some, you know, rocky roads out there, but I think it's, it's not going to be as big as what they're saying. We haven't been having those panic conversations with sellers from, from my experience. We, you know, there hasn't been those, uh, a seller coming to us and say, you know, we need that fire sale or we need to sell within, you know, the next couple of weeks. It's just, it's just those conversations have not happened yet. So I think we're going to continue to, to trend the way we are right now with, you know, pricing's appreciating moderately and low inventory, which is going to result in, you know, multiple offer situations. I was just, scanning through our hot sheets here and, and the properties that are selling are, are so price sensitive right now that they're, they're going for, if not asking price, but over and above asking price. So it's going to be interesting, you know, as we come out of this pandemic and as we move 
towards the latter half of, of the end of it, you know, and as things open up, we're going to, we're going to experience a really, really busy market. We, we were on a webinar with a, a woman in Edmonton um, two nights ago, and they're about three to four weeks ahead of us just in terms of, you know, businesses opening up and, and, you know, the social distancing rules becoming lightened. And she said that their market is absolutely crazy right now. Um, real estate sales are up. Everybody who didn't move in the spring is now moving. Everybody whose real estate needs that have been changed or adjusted or pivoted are now moving. So this is something that we can expect and just in, in terms of a, a more robust market in, in terms of where we live in comparison to Edmonton. Yeah, she, she basically said once they open up, uh, when you can start getting your hair cut, that's when things turned around for, for them. And, and they, and they're about two, like, like Phil said, they're about two, three weeks ahead of us. So we're going to see that, uh, uh, boom, that's going to happen where everybody's just coming out. Everybody's just going to, you know, everybody's back, back to, to almost normal, but, um, but with some, you know, everybody's going to probably have to wear their face masks and stuff, but, but that's, that's, they're finding it's booming out there right now just because of that fact. So Ontario right now, or at least most of Ontario right now is in stage two, uh, obviously stage one, you know, harsh restrictions in terms of, you know, the amount of people that can, uh, you know, congregate outside uh, many, many businesses closed stage two, a few more businesses can reopen, uh, but not all, obviously, uh, we still have stage three and ultimately stage four, and hopefully we can get to that because that means virtually everything is opening. But, but I, I would assume that Alberta is in that stage kind of three uh, atmosphere? Possibly. No, that was Edmonton. I think she was in Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And their population in Edmonton, I think is about a million people. Yeah. So um, they're big, a little bigger than where we are in Hamilton and small, obviously a lot smaller than Toronto. So but they're, um, yeah, they're, they just, now they're able to go and get their hair cuts and colored and, and all sorts of things. So, um, so, and that's, and that's driven the market, uh, very strong there right now. How are your uh, hair right now? <laughs> I've, I've had, a, I, I've had, uh, some, uh, underground, uh, work done at home. Uh, <laughs> haven't we all, I think my wife, I, I'm just gonna, I'm going to stick to the story where my, my, uh, my wife has uh, been cutting my hair and, uh, and I, I'm pretty pleased with it so far. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually did my own a few weeks back and it wasn't that bad. You know, I had, I had the buzzer from years gone by. I, I would just buzz the whole thing off, but this time around I, I actually, you know, buzzed the side of the back, had my daughter do like a little fade it actually turned out pretty good there's gonna be a lot of people that that aren't gonna go back and pay for a haircut again I, after they realize how you know you know we have the rate the rate you can go on and onto amazon and order a couple trimmers and tools and yeah. the next thing you know you're yeah it's it's, it's the mess though right it, it causes a mess either yeah. you got to sit in your driveway your garage or yeah something like that but it's the social aspect of it too but i know a lot of the uh the women uh, their stylists are dropping off like a little package for them to do, to do their hair. So they're saying, well, what do I need you anymore now? It's like, like, like a lot of things are, are stemming out of this COVID thing that we're going through. So it's either some businesses are going to excel and some are probably going to lose business because, you know, people had to manage and do things themselves. Yeah. Uh, Phil, you mentioned panic uh, moving or, or panic selling, and obviously we're not seeing that yet. Do we expect some of that maybe towards the fall when some of these government, uh, you know, bailout or, or or aid programs come to an end? 
people that are over leveraged are will, will have those conversations. Um, but you know, there's going to be some some scenarios where yeah, people will, will have that panic sell, and, and and it's just due to a mismanagement of financial assets, and that's what it comes down to. There was a very famous article that went viral in regards to a real estate agent who had to pay a thirty thousand dollar mortgage penalty um, about two and a half weeks ago. And if you if you if you dig back and you and you look at the situation that she described in the article, um, after her you know after we had this crazy 2017 market where she did extremely well in real estate sales, she went out and bought a million dollar house. Well, next thing you know, we we you know now we're in 2020 and, and the market is isn't what it is, and her business is down 80 to 90 percent, and she can't afford her mortgage payment. So I think it's just you know a, a little bit of financial understanding and and having you know, having respect for your, your, your financial capacity and ensuring that you can carry yourself through times like this. I, and so I, I, we, we hope that there's, there's, you know, we hope that people are doing that. I think the, the government support is there to, to help people do that. But in the end, there's going to be some situations where people have to get rid of a property that they can no longer afford. And, and people are doing that now anyway. And it's, and it's just, they're, they're uh, being a little bit proactive and saying, you know what, we know we're not going to get our job back. So I think it's time for us to uh, shift on how we're going to, you know, move to either downsize or, or whatever. But we're finding also the banks are giving it a little, are making it tougher for people getting mortgages right now. So a lot of people that qualified no problem before uh, the, this pandemic, they're, they're going through, they have to go through a lot of hoops to trying to get that same mortgage now. So the banks are kind of tightening their belt because, you know, they're listening to, uh, you know, all, all these articles that are coming out saying there's going to be a recession, you know, if, if the market comes down four or five or 18%, you know, if you're only putting 5% down, your mortgage is going to be more than what your house is worth. So the banks are being tough out there. And, uh, and, you know, and I thought the government was going to stop, you know, you know, help people not go through that, but it, it's, it, it is happening. Yeah, I thought I read, uh, read recently that uh, the big banks have uh, tweaked their mortgage application rules, and I think one of the uh, aspects was that was an increase in the credit score in order to qualify. And I think it used to be, or it, may, it might still be at, as of right now, might not have changed yet, but it was 600 and it's going to 680, which would preclude, I guess, a lot of people from not qualifying because they're, they're not at that number. So that'll be interesting to uh, to keep tabs on. I want to jump in on this Remax blog on where to invest in Ontario real estate. And it's n- no surprise that Niagara Region is on this list. It says that Niagara is home to a quickly growing number of businesses and residents and with the demand for affordable housing and rental properties outweighing supply, it's obviously no surprise. It says, with the Niagara region playing host to a massive Metrolinx expansion that will take place over the coming years, and I think we've been waiting for a long time for this, uh, the popularity of Niagara is projected to skyrocket. Uh, pandemic or not, Niagara was getting hot, is still hot. Uh, we don't see that changing, do we? No, no. I... I uh... It's, and, and they're they're saying that there's going to be uh, 11 go trains connecting to Niagara to uh, to downtown Toronto uh, coming up. So you're going to find more and more people moving uh, to the uh, to the Niagara area because of the affordability and because of uh, of the go train and because the companies now uh, are going to be offering their employees to work at home, which they don't have to uh, rent any more uh, re- uh, rental space. So things are things are just going to ex- uh, explode to a certain degree. Um, and, uh, and then hopefully that, you know, uh, keeps Niagara Falls, uh, going strong because of, the uh, 
I know that I know the hospitality industry is 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 taking a big hit down there right now. The uh, Niagara Association of Realtors um, say that the first quarter in 2020, the average price in Niagara was four hundred ninety six thousand dollars. St. Catharines is about four fifty seven. Uh, you have other um, uh, you know places in Niagara, like Niagara on the on the lake towards the high end, in and around almost eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, despite yeah. that, there's there's lots to choose from. I mean, we have the the Wellens of the world, Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, Grimsby, Beamsville. There's so many. Oh, there's so many yeah, uh, you know, landing yeah. spots. Yeah, no, it's it's it, it, you got a variety of uh, uh, areas to move to that uh, that can fit anybody's lifestyle, anybody's way of of you know what, what they do for a living. Um, my my recommendation is is we've seen this happening for for a long time. We've seen you know the go go train expansion organically expanding towards Niagara for a number of years. We're we're, we're watching it happen right before our eyes. I would recommend for people to make that move a lot sooner than later. And, and, and there's people that have already done it. There's people that, you know, the go train's coming, we're going to, we're going to make this move. So, so when it does, you know, when, when the, when it's there to be able to, to, to use on a daily basis that we're, we're already situated and set up the people that, that, that move after, I think they're going to have a little bit harder time where those, those prices are going to be inflated in and around the go station areas to, to move to those areas. So yeah, they're, they're going to be, I, they're going to be playing catch up. Uh, yeah, exactly. Let, exactly. let me let me jump in because we got to take a break. But Windsor, London, and Kitchener Waterloo also on that list. We'll have some final thoughts on Niagara and why it's such a hot spot and, and a good place to invest when we come back. And we'll also talk about uh, a new poll about virtual showings uh, that's coming up in a matter of minutes here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio. On the line once again, Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. On Twitter and Instagram, check them out at at Rob Golfie. Like them on Facebook as well. And head online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. Hey, if you have a question for the Golfie team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. You can also recommend a topic idea for a future program. Final thoughts on Niagara. We'll go around the horn. Philip, we'll start with you. I think it's a great spot to invest in real estate. It's been attractive to, to many buyers for the last five, five to 10 years. Um, we've seen the prices appreciate very quickly and rapidly um, for, for investors for, for, and for most first-time home buyers. Um, in my opinion, for, for Niagara, if, there, if you were to buy a house down there right now, 
I would look towards a bungalow townhouse or a bungalow house on a big lot. Um, those seem to be doing very well in, in the Niagara market. And Ron, why do you think Niagara is such an enticing proposition for first-time home buyers, retirees, or someone who just wants to get a good deal? It's it's affordable. It's got it's wine country in that area. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, you've got uh, tourism, lots of jobs. Um, it, it's 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 got and and you have quick. You're quick to the border if you want to cross the border uh, to to you know take flights uh, from uh, Buffalo to Florida. Uh, it, ha- it has everything like it's, and then you're only an hour and 15 minutes from Toronto, depending on traffic. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Niagara is, uh, is definitely a, a destination that uh, uh, more and more GTA buyers right now are considering to be their permanent uh, residence. Uh, according to a new poll from Nanos Research commissioned by the Ontario Real Estate Association, nearly half of Ontarians who plan to buy a home in the next two years say they are willing to consider going ahead with a purchase even if they can only view the property virtually. The poll found that 48.9% of prospective buyers are either open or somewhat open to buying a house virtually compared to 46.6% who say they are not open or somewhat not open to the idea and another 4.5% of respondents were not too sure. Prospective sellers were slightly more likely or willing to consider virtual showings with 54% of them saying they were either open or somewhat open to the idea. Uh, 54% of sellers to me sounds a little low. I think if you're a seller, you'd want that out there all the time. Absolutely. Um, I, I think, uh, I mean, I don't, some sellers may not want too much information about their house being online because when you do this virtual show, virtual uh, uh, photography on uh, people's homes, it shows every single corner of their, uh, every room of their house. So they may want to be a little bit more private um, but most buyers right now, that's how they're looking. So they're going on there. They're looking at that. So you may get less buyers coming to your house to view it, but you're, but the ones that are coming, they're very qualified. So, um, but I still think, um, I, I, I know there's a, a certain percentage of population. Um, they will put an offer in, um, by looking at a virtual, uh, you know, the, the 3d, uh, virtual cameras on the house. But they still do a final walkthrough before they actually would probably firm up that deal. You know, they want to make sure, hey, you know, like you have to, you have to walk in there, and 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 feel and feel the house. That's you know, just what the atmosphere of the house is going to be yeah. uh, to officially finalize that firm deal on that house. But a lot of people are 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 buying through virtual. There's no doubt about it. Very interesting. The poll also found that some buyers are remaining on the sidelines during the pandemic. Only 7.1% of prospective buyers said that they had hoped to purchase a home in the next few months, even if the pandemic is still ongoing. 26% said they would buy a home as soon as the pandemic concludes. 66% said they were not quite sure. And the poll also revealed that there is a portion of prospective sellers that have held off on listing their properties for sale due to COVID-19. Among those intending to buy or sell a home in the next two years, nearly 39% of them said that they had intended to list their properties before various social distancing guidelines were introduced, and about 61% of prospective buyers and sellers said that the pandemic did not have an impact on their decisions to list their properties. Uh, At the end of the day, it sounds like there is going to be a mad rush when this all comes to end of uh, homes being bought 
and sold, which is good news for you if you call the Golfie team at 905-575-7700 or go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob robgolfi.com. When we come back, Ontario places a temporary ban on commercial evictions. How's that going to work? I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of hair pulling. Uh, we'll uh, dive into that when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. It's Rick Zamprin in studio on the line once again from their broadcast studio at the Golfie Team Office. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie Team. If you have a question for the Golfie Team or you have a topic idea that you would like us to discuss on a future program, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Again, questions at robgolfie.com. Head online, go to robgolfie.com. Awesome listings, great bios, get to know the Golfie team. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Ontario places a temporary ban on commercial evictions. This is an interesting story because what the federal government has announced hasn't quite panned out. So they announced the plan back in April to subsidize rents for small businesses, but not many landlords have applied. Basically, uh, the program started May 25th. It hasn't proved to be very popular because as of June 4th, applications covered only 26,000 tenants for a total of $90 million worth of subsidies, a far cry from what Ottawa was hoping to get uh, upwards of $3 billion. So uh, Ontario Premier Doug Ford announced a temporary ban on commercial evictions. Quebec has given uh, an incentive to participate by offering to shoulder a higher portion of the cost. Uh, if you're a landlord and a, and a tenant, I mean, this is a sticky wicket here. Yeah, it's you know what it is I, on the uh, on the on the tenant side, they're they're closed down. They they've got zero money coming in, and basically what they're saying is they still have to pay some kind of rent, which they don't ha- they don't even have that money to pay. So it's, I think it was twenty five percent. So, so for every three months, I think they, uh, they pay one month and, but they don't, they don't have the money to even do that. And, and that's why, um, it, it's not working. Believe me, landlords, uh, that, that's, that's what the program with, with the, uh, the government now landlords, they want it. They want some kind of income coming in. And if it's, you know, if they have to give up a third of, of the rent or whatever, um, it, it, it's better than not getting anything. So, so it's both sides. It's it's tough. It's tough for the the tenant because they got zero money coming in. They can't even afford to pay the twenty five percent. So that's why it's not working. I think the government has to. And now now landlords, I mean they're they're still have to pay their mortgages. They still have to pay their taxes. There's no breaks for the landlords. So it's it's a tough situation, uh, Rick. And 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 the government's going to have to come up with something different to help these guys. I know a barber. I mean he's closed. He, he, he doesn't have the money to, to pay 
the rent. And, and the last time he hasn't, he hasn't paid, I get obviously April, May and June. And then, uh, you know, like we're going to come into July unless he's open, he's not going to be able to uh, pay any rent. Uh, you know, and so how does that guy survive to catch up on that? It's, it's going to be tough. It's, it's going to take, yeah, it's it's almost take years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ford's ban on um, commercial evictions uh, applies, or I guess is in effect until August 31st. After that date, if that's not extended, uh, you know, September 1st is is not that far away. That could be uh, a very difficult situation for both landlords and tenants. Oh, absolutely. Um, I I don't think it's wise for a tenant, or sorry, a landlord to evict a tenant right now. Um, I mean, unless he was not really a great paying tenant prior to COVID. But uh, I, I think during COVID, uh, if the tenant was always paying his uh, rent uh, prior and he's going through some hard times, I think uh, there, there should be some leniency. Uh, some, you know, I, I think, I think everybody's got to work together. Everybody's got to help each other out. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, th- th- this is the time where everybody has to come together and help each other out. Um, like, there's no sense throwing a guy on the street. And uh, just because of the fact he can't pay his rent, he's, it's just uh, you're going to have to find another tenant eventually, and you may have, end up having another six months empty on your unit. So it's not worth doing that. we got about a minute left. Uh, I know Hamilton isn't in Stage 2 right now. It's one of the communities that was left off uh, the list from moving from Stage 1 to Stage 2. Regardless of that, has it still been a busy time in terms of uh, showing homes, people visiting homes, uh, checking them out virtually? Things are moving along, Rick. Uh, they, they are. They uh, People are, you know, they've been sitting waiting and waiting and waiting to see what they want to do with their uh, real estate needs. And uh, now people are just going forward with it. They're, uh, they're just, you know, saying, you know what, whatever it is, it is. Let's just, uh, let's, pr- let's, let's go through with the, uh, our move that we were planning on doing regardless, regardless what's going on. So things, things are moving pretty good, but, uh, surprisingly. That, that's great to hear. Remember, the golfy team is practicing safe business. So whether you're buying or selling, you are rest assured that the golfy team will take care of you. Head online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime, whether you're buying or selling or just want to pick their brain on how the market is doing. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 a.m. right here on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.